Hey, what's happening, everyone? It's another week. We're still in pretty much the same situation. It's still kind of a lockdown. There are still protests going on, slash riots. Across the world now, and in like this sort of the smallest town in England, you'll find these Black Lives Matter protests. Um, yeah, I think I think really it kind of shows a lack of tolerance for racism. But yeah, that's my just my opinion. Um, after last week, I kind of realised uh, pretty soon afterwards because I felt a bit bad uh, that endlessly shitting on people that I don't agree with isn't really going to help solve anything. All it is is sort of kind of makes me feel better about it, um, trying to put them down. It doesn't really change their mind. It's almost counterproductive because no one is going to change their mind when they're being called retarded, especially over the internet by some random guy they don't know. Okay. Um, it's a shame because you can list the facts. Uh, you say what's really going on. You can quote even left-wing sources that have this information, like the Washington Post is a left-wing uh, media outlet. But you just get called delusional, or at least I did. Uh, there's no actual rebuttal, nothing factual to come back on, no evidence to provide um, for their argument, uh, just name-calling and insult-hurling. Uh, so it's been an interesting week. Now, I've actually tried to read through and watch a lot of the material that's being shared around online on Instagram. Um, there's two people I know in particular who have been sharing day on day, hour upon hour of various Black Lives Matter information. Uh, somehow the transgender movement's involved as well. I, I don't really know how. Um, well, it's been co-opted, but again, we'll move on. I've been trying to broaden my view, try and see where people are coming from, people that I don't agree with, I'm trying to see their point of view. Uh, and I do understand. I understand the anger and the bitterness and resentment from some groups of people. Now, personally, I think it's been directed towards the wrong groups, like the police. And essentially, black people are being exploited yet again. But again, that's just my opinion. Now, today I wanted to talk a little bit about the election in November, Trump's chances, Joe Biden's chances, um, Joe Jorgensen's chances as well, who, you know, the Libertarian Party ticket's pretty good. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, I kind of hope the LP can, can build on the great result they had in 2016, because Gary Johnson did quite well, despite like, the endless gaffes and dragging the the libertarian platform sort of to the fringes in terms of immigration. Uh, but he did quite well. Hopefully Joe can build on that. I'll get into my opinion on, on their platform in a bit. But I really wanted to go into November just because as we build up to it, hopefully go uh, come along for the journey and I'll give you my take on everything and we'll see what happens. Uh, before then. Now, but just before I get into the protests and the riots again. There were 24 people shot and killed in Chicago at the weekend. 62 others injured in shootings. And this is you know, during a time where the city's in lockdown, supposedly. And I read that Chicago at this point in this year has more people had, has had more people shot dead than they did last year at this point. And this is with three months with the city being under lockdown orders. 
Black Lives Matter, where are you? Now, yeah, I've registered my opinion on Black Lives Matter, or at least the movement Black Lives Matter. Obviously, the sentiment Black Lives Matter, well, obviously they do. Um, I don't disagree with that sentiment at all. Uh, I just disagree with the organisation. I think they're a complete joke, personally. Um, That said, because I have been trying to understand a little bit more, uh, I wanted to give some, I don't know, perhaps some solutions. I really do hope we see police reform. Uh, I think repealing the retarded drug laws they have in America and over here, uh, but I think we'll start with America, and really ending the war on drugs would go some way to demilitarizing police and de-escalating um, their involvement in some of these communities. Because the the police do not need armoured vehicles. They don't need machine guns or you know, automatic weaponry or whatever else. They don't need to smash your door down at 3am, shoot your dog in front of you, and then arrest you for you know having a bong or having a few ounces of weed. I also think they need to end stop and frisk or stop and search. It doesn't really have anywhere near a high yield of convictions enough to sort of keep it going it's also it's divisive it generates animosity and it's really easy to feel picked on uh that was one thing that does come across uh, from talking to people who are you know i'm not really interested in talking to some of the white liberals i have done but oh it's hard work but actually talking to uh bad people i know both here in who live in the uk and in america one thing is and and this is a sort of thing with stop and frisk, is that idea of just because you associate um, whatever connotations with someone's skin colour, people then apply that to well, everyone of that skin colour. Now, this isn't just a uh, a problem, uh, well, people would say on the right wing. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say on the right wing, but this isn't necessarily a problem, particularly with just with white people. It's an issue with everyone. Um, I think it's sort of it's almost stems back to biology, but that's a different subject altogether. Um, but being judged because of you know the actions of someone else, or because of someone's else's someone else's opinion of someone else who maybe looks like you, I can see how that's demeaning. That's insulting, and when you feel it's giving um, you, know, whether you feel it's when you feel it's negatively affecting your life. I can see why you'd be angry there. Um, and stop and frisk is a real kind of bugbear of mine, particularly. Um, I hate that sort of thing. Just being able to search someone from, you know, because you're suspicious of them. It doesn't sit well with me. Um, with the police, I'm not sure if it's, it is mandatory here, um, and I think it's mandatory in some areas in the, U- in the US, but I think all police... Uh, police officers should be wearing body cams and they should always be on um, no matter what. And while evidence and facts seemingly don't really matter that much anymore, having footage of any instance, uh, any instances is essential when it actually comes to the court, um, not the court of public opinion, but the actual courts. If an officer switches it off or tampers with it, uh, then the precinct, uh, that's a great word, precinct, or, you know, whatever it is, the commissioner can deal with it. Um, yeah, I think just there are ways you can get the police more on board. But, you know, I've gone through the figures with the police. Um, I don't believe there is any systemic racism 
within the police force across America. I think you have racist police, you have like scumbag policemen, but it's not um, indicative of a a deep rooted problem. It really isn't. Perhaps it used to be back in the day. In fact, it definitely used to be back in the day. There were systemic issues, but it is 2020 nowadays. These are rare incidences, and especially rare incidences when it is actually racially motivated. And we don't even know if this was racially motivated. All you have is you have a white man and a black man, uh, the white police officer choking out this uh, George Floyd, but it was just assumed that it's racially motivated. Now, Elon Musk brought this up. Uh, on Twitter, actually, I think Joe Rogan was talking about it. That's how I saw it. But uh, anyone who is in prison on cannabis-related charges really should be released by now, uh, especially if they have no previous felonies or charges. Um, now, I realise it's not federally legal, uh, and I'm not really sure what Trump's opinion is on it. I think I read somewhere that he doesn't really care. Um, but that might just be me mistaking you for something else. That said, he seems to not really have a problem with it, or at least with states um, repealing back on those drug on cannabis drug laws. Uh, so, like Colorado, he hasn't stepped in and sort of cracked the hammer, at least. So maybe he thinks it's just a states' rights issue. I'm not too sure, but you know, he could really do something at the federal level. Uh, I'd really like that. Um, not that my opinion matters, but I think that would go a long way. You've already started on prison reform. You've deregulated in the market. Cut back on this. It's, it would go such a long way. Um, and I think it would really sort of lend himself to the younger vote. No matter what people think about him now, doing something like that is a, well, it'd be a huge move. Um, now, oh God, this idea. So Minneapolis has voted. I think they have actually, yeah, they've actually voted to defund their police. And they want to create some, some like public, like community-led initiative to help solve problems, or to help solve crime in the uh, in these neighbourhoods. Firstly, defunding your police force, and I know New York and and I'm not sure if some California city has done it as well, but I know New York has has done it. They're taking like a hundred million away from the police budget, and they're lending it towards. Uh, like mental health for black teenagers. Um, yeah. I think it's completely unnecessary. I think it's completely counterproductive. I also think it's completely stupid um, on, on many levels. Disbanding the police force and replacing it with some community initiative will not solve any of the crime problems in some of these neighbourhoods. Um. And I've seen I've seen a few idealistic posts about it. I've heard about Camden. Camden is a terrible example because it's not an example of getting rid of a police force. They actually came back with a larger police force, hence why the murder rate dropped. Um, and it, it doesn't actually stop any of these problems because the real issues, the systemic issues, are not being addressed. The 8,000 or near 8,000 black women and women who are being killed every year, between 7,000 and 8,000, do you think that's going to be stopped by a community-led initiative? It's not really stopped by the police. The police are involved in like, it's only like 1% of, of black people being killed. It's, 
I think people's eyes are really off the ball here. Um, you know, it's not going to either stop the poor education in some of these areas either. The real problems are not being addressed. And if one does address them, then they're considered racist. So you know, go figure, I guess. Uh, also, another thought. Isn't this exactly what happened in Nazi Germany? Like, sort of to expand the government because that's what the Democrats want to do. Get rid of the police force and bring in a larger, more sort of expansive community policing programme. Yeah, I seem to remember that ending really well. And you also have that kind of, this is probably a little bit controversial, and me, probably me, I know I said about shitting on white liberals, I'm sorry, but I'm going to do it quickly. You also have that racial superiority angle because at least some, not saying all, but at least some white liberals believe they are superior to black people, okay? They treat them with kid gloves, like they're children, like they're not quite as smart, like they you know, they can't think for themselves, they can't act for themselves. Uh, yeah, there's a superiority complex there. I don't think you can deny that. And people can put whatever caring slant they like on it. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's, it's quite pain to see with some of these people, uh, in all honesty. I mean, I'm talking, I'm sort of joking about shitting on people, but thinking about it while I'm talking about it, yeah, some of these people really are bigots. And the irony is that these are the same people who project and call, um, you know, the everyday person who really largely doesn't care what color skin you have. Um, I'm sure some people have whatever prejudices, but largely in their day-to-day life, you know, whatever prejudices they hold, they're going to hold back on because it's not socially acceptable. You're an arsehole, really, if you act on those sort of things. Um, And people just want to get on. They want to work together. They want to move on and sort of get on with their lives. So this projection of calling people Nazis, it's like with Antifa, anti-fascists, yet they behave like a bunch of fascists. And so people who call others Nazis tend to really behave like the Nazis, whether they realise it or not. So, like, in the mortal words of Fred Durst, check yourself before you wreck yourself. I do worry about a few things, uh, a couple of things. First, the charges being levelled at the four officers are unlikely to stick um, at the level they are, anyway. Um, and especially with the first three. I don't think you're going to get any of them on first degree, mur- uh, on first degree murder. Um, actually, funny thing about those policemen, if you look at them, there's one white, one black, one Hispanic, and one sort of from, and there's East Asian extraction. Uh, but I guess, you know, there's still systemic racism. Um, I just saw one petition to charge the main guy, the white guy, with first degree murder and terrorism. That's just an emotional reaction. You're never, ever going to get him on terrorism charges. And you're you're not going to get him on first-degree murder anyway. Um, Bodden, Baden, I I can't remember what the guy's name is, but he's the the coroner, the one that was hired uh, to do the private autopsy on George Floyd to give the second opinion. Um, And he came out and and expressed that police, um, and it is, I think, factually actually incorrect, but police do believe it, that if a person can speak while they're being choked, that then, you know, they can still breathe. Um, 
yeah, I believe that's not true. Um, but police pretty much across the board believe that. So you can take premeditation off the off the uh, off the table, and therefore first degree murder is off the table. Whether you get the guy on second degree, I'm not sure. I'm not actually a lawyer. This is just what I, a little bit that I've read into. Uh, I also think that the other three will probably counter sue as well, because there was no due process in there. Or due process, due process, I call it. Uh, there was no due process anyway in them being fired. They were pretty much fired immediately. Uh, now the video is quite damning, but still, I think they will have a case there. Uh, that said, the main guy, I think he should he should be in prison. There is no excuse for that. Absolutely, yeah, nothing at all. That guy's an asshole. Uh, the other three should probably do some time as well, but you know the sentences will probably not be. Uh, what the protesters are after, and I worry that will just really tip it over the edge again and cause more problems. I hope not, but I have a worrying feeling about it. Secondly, uh, and it's something we've seen in other situations, um, which maybe I'll get into, but if this narrative continues to be pushed and we continue down this route of racial segregation and pushing uh, uh, putting races above each other, uh, depending on the level of perceived oppression, you know that what the left wants basically, it doesn't end well. By constantly pushing that divide and screaming about white supremacy and calling white people evil and all white people generalizing like that, eventually, someone somewhere will do something that will prove that point. It almost becomes like a self fulfilling prophecy, and they can be like, aha, you know, white supremacy. White supremacist violence is rare. Okay, there are. Yeah, I go as far as say there are probably fewer white supremacists in the U.S. than there are black supremacists in the U.S. Um, and you look at the population levels, there are very, very few out and open white supremacists. Okay, now Charleston was horrific. Was it Dylan Roof? Yeah, that kid is fucking just nuts. Um, he probably. I, I'm not really one for the death penalty. Uh, I don't believe the state should have that sort of power, but there are some people that probably need to be put down. That guy is probably up there. Um, but by constantly forcing this narrative, right, there are people who don't have that sort of... Uh, I don't want to demean or sound really condescending, but there are people who will snap a lot easier and you'll just take it and be like, well, well yeah, fine. Someone who maybe does have that or sort of underlying opinions, but sort of still goes about their day-to-day life, doesn't really interact with people of a different race, whatever. Like, you know, who really cares about that person? But you constantly pushing this narrative will eventually drive that person to do something. Um, and then it just feeds the fire because then you get more problems. Ugh. That's just, yeah. I, that's that's sort of why I really rail against it. I really hate things that divide society and don't. Obviously, it doesn't let us move forward, but also it just causes more problems and then becomes this uh, endless cycle, really, and nothing really gets achieved. And there are people who profit off it, and who, yeah. And it just bugs me that people can't see it. Um. So I'm getting off topic here. Yeah, hopefully things will calm down a bit. It seems a little bit unlikely, but 
you know, who knows? Um, I've said before, I think it was last week, we're in election season now. The Democrats, or perhaps you know, the globalists, and actually you know, just the Democrat Party in general, and their lapdogs in the media are going to be throwing everything at Trump. Um, you know, despite that, I still think he'll win 2020. They're going to be throwing everything at him. Before, there's a lot of before we get onto things, but before we get onto that, uh, I just wanted to say a quick rest in peace to David Dawn, Patrick Hill, Italia Kelly, and the others who have lost their lives during these riots. Um, yeah, there's three black people there who have lost their lives during this. And I didn't see anyone marching for them or protesting their lives. Like David Dorney, 77-year-old grandfather, I think 10 grandchildren he had. Um, I'm not sure if he was shot or stabbed, but there was a Facebook video of the man lying on the floor bleeding out, nobody coming to care for him. Just... Yeah. I don't really know what to say. And... Again, like... Uh, you know what my opinions are on these people, but the white folks who are kissing people's feet, like prostrating themselves before them, or kneeling and apologising, it's the most pathetic, cringeworthy shit I have ever seen. Ever seen in my entire life. Please, please, please stop it. It doesn't solve anything. It makes you look like a complete idiot. And ugh, I hope everyone else can see it. Like, I don't really, I don't know the words to describe how I feel about that. I think it's just completely fake. It's a, you know, it's just, yeah, I'm lost for words on all this. I think it's a complete, we're in a complete mess at the moment. But yeah, uh, anyway, we'll move on. 2020. Actually, just real quickly, really, 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 really quickly before 2020. I don't know if anyone saw this, but Sean King, who is like the whitest... No, the dude is white, basically, but, you know, he is one of the chief social justice warrior kind of just... Ugh. But did anyone else see him tweeting? I'll read it out for you, okay? Stop, all caps, generically telling us to vote, all caps, in response to all the police brutality we have right now. Yes, we should vote. But we have to be very specific. Democrats, from top to bottom, are running the cities with the worst police brutality in America right now. We voted for them. We. And then, he even goes a little bit further, Rand Paul, right, Rand Paul, right, just said more than any single Democrat in Congress on this issue, no not warrants should be forbidden and illegal. I also agree with that. When it comes to police reform. And then when also. Um, what was the other one? Oh yeah. Guess who made the single strongest statement. On the ludicrous no not warrant. Used to murder Breonna Taylor. From a national politician. It was Rand Paul. The Republican senator from Kentucky. Not a Democrat. By the way I think Rand should run in 2024. Um, and all Americans should vote for him. Because that guy is one of very few. With his head screwed on. Uh, in American politics right now. Uh, he also went on to say, he said they should be banned altogether nationwide, painful. 
things like this really almost give me hope among like amongst all the darkness. When you have people like Larry, uh, like Sean King, coming out and uh, saying this stuff, yeah, that gives me a good feeling. Uh, so yeah, let's go on to twenty twenty. Now, I, with regards to twenty twenty, right? I have to wonder: Are the Democrats and the globalist elite who control them really serious about ousting Trump? Because they've spent four years, in fact, probably five years of what we know about Obama now, trying to get rid of him. And they've constructed as many vindictive and untrue stories as they can, whether it's Russia, sexual assault, um, illegal payments, racism, uh, whatever it is. Uh, And we saw it. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. yeah. Whatever it is, it doesn't stick to him. Nothing sticks to this guy. He's like Teflon. Um, I don't know if anyone saw, but like, and it's been pretty. It didn't get covered in the media at all. But Rod Rosenstein was questioning the week. Ted Cruz of all people went in. Uh, I'm not sure what happened with Ted Cruz back in 2016 when he was like this kind of pudgy, just ugh. Like you know what I mean by that when you see him. It had a face like you wanted to slap, and it was hilarious when he elbowed his wife. I know it was uh, unintentional, but. It's still funny. Um, but since he's grown this beard out, I started to like him more and more, and he's become more and more of a... Uh, I don't know. This becomes sort of more and more with it, I guess. But, um, yeah. Obama broke the law. Biden broke the law. Rosenstein broke the law. The Russian investigation was a sham. I think Hillary's almost... Uh, I'm not sure, I think it's September, Hillary's being called before Congress to testify. Oh, baby. Uh, I don't think either of them, any of those three will go to jail. Um, but, you know, and I'm not sure the media will really report it, but who knows by that time. It'd be good that the American people really know what's going on because what Obama did is worse than Watergate. Um, I don't really care about Watergate either. And, like, what Obama did was wrong, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of sort of noises in this one this, uh, today. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, look who ran. You know, when I asked about whether they're serious or not, look who ran for the nominations. Okay. Cory Booker, uh, he's a racist. He never stood a chance. Like, just a waste of time. Kirsten Gillibrand, she was actually one of the few decent candidates, uh, but again, never really stood a chance. Beto O'Rourke, ugh. chief of the beta males. His name even sounds like beta as well. Uh, he was never going to win. He is just... I know, he's completely off the map. Like, he eats mud. Tulsi Gabbard. Um, I did love it when Tulsi Gabbard called out Hillary Clinton, but that's really about it. Uh, don't support really much of else of her platform. Uh, going on Joe Rogan, being able to surf and being sort of the only, really the only attractive candidate. Uh, that sounds a bit sexist, I know, but that's not going to win. Um, and especially when you come out against Hillary, because she is still queen of the DNC. They, in case anyone's forgotten, they rigged the primaries in favour of her, okay? Now, Mayor Pete, Pete Buttigieg, Buddy G- 
Booty Gage I've heard as well. I like Booty Judge. That's the job I really want as well, Booty Judge. Mayor Pete was, uh, alongside Gillibrand, he was another decent candidate. Um, annoyingly, but I think you have to when you're in the Democrats, he picked up the usual kind of wedge issue politics, talked about race, and they said loads to do on racism. Um, he had that classic Democrat moment, like back in 2016, uh, it might have been 2015, Hillary Clinton went on The Breakfast Club and uh, whatever his name is, asked her, what's one thing you carry around with you at all times? And she said, hot sauce. <laughs> and, uh, and like in, in his sort of pandering moment, he's sitting on the street drinking booze out of a brown paper bag. Like, uh, I don't know. The guy does have a brain. And I, I do, I but personally, I respect him for not using his sexuality to push his platform. However, if he wanted more votes from that social justice crowd, he probably should have pandered to them a little bit. And you know, oh, I'm gay, and it's been hard. And uh, but in reality, again, he was never going to win because there was only ever going to be one person who 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 was going to win. Michael Bloomberg was never going to win. Rich old white guy, which is, you know, will be a uh, common trend from now on. This guy has an actual track record of supporting and enacting divisive policies, like stop and frisk. He was never going to win. Hey, then you come on to, oh, you actually had Kamala Harris as well. Now, Kamala Harris, just, uh, like, her whole thing was wedge, her whole platform was just wedge issue politics. I'm black, or I'm African-American, although I think she's half Indian, half Jamaican, so not really anything to do with Africa, uh, but that's none of my business, I suppose. Um, yeah, come on, all like, you know, the fact she's a woman, and you, the fact you're a woman, and this is the same thing with Hillary Clinton, the fact you're a woman doesn't give you the God-given right to run. It's not the fact that it's your time or, yeah, it, that does not qualify you to run for the highest office in the world. Now onto the big three, and as another woman, okay? Um, wait, wait, what's that bloody name? Oh, yeah, Elizabeth Warren. Um, Elizabeth Warren is completely delusional. I think she's probably the most delusional of all of them. Uh, she previously lied about Native American having Native American ancestry to get a job at Harvard, I think it was. She's abused pretty much the pre uh, the race based preferences policies that her party has helped push. She lied about losing her job because she was pregnant. She is not grassroots as she claims. Uh, she has been hoarding donor money since before twenty sixteen. Her platform is also a complete rip off of Bernie Sanders. Uh, only she's not upfront about the cost on it. And also she doesn't agree with being called a socialist, even though her platform is Socialism 101. And again, that she is a woman does not give her the God-given right to enter the White House. Now, the uh, I don't want to say the most egregious thing, but that was one thing that came across to me was uh, when she was upset with Trump because he kept calling her Pocahontas. Uh, she oh, was his racist and all that. And eventually Trump challenged her to take a DNA test. Not only did she take the DNA test, she published the results. And, like, with some sort of 
again, the word delusional comes in. Delusional act of victory. Like she, she published it. And what was she? She was like 99.999% white European. She had like one ancestor many generations ago who might have been a Native American, but he could have been from anywhere from like the top of Canada to the tip of Argentina. And she thought this was proof. Like she put it out there. I think Trump's probably more Native American than Elizabeth Warren is. And that she is so divorced from reality is reason enough to not vote for this woman. Like, she's completely out of it. Who's next? Oh, yeah, Bernie. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. I do actually have some respect for Bernie Sanders. Um, I do not like socialism one bit, really. Uh, but I also don't like wedge issue identity politics. And he sometimes... I mean, he doesn't sometimes, he is a socialist. But he does sometimes play that whole racism and wedge issue shit. Ugh. But he does stay on message, and he has done since the 70s. He has had principles. Um, whether I agree with them or not, I do have to respect that. He is completely economically illiterate. Uh, he's also an uh, a complete ideologue as well. Um, and on a different point of view... He had a heart attack during the campaign. Okay, he is not healthy enough, really, to be running the country for four years. Look at how much Obama aged in eight years, okay? That guy put on, like, 30 years in eight years. That guy went in looking very... Well, he looked good. I mean, he still looked good coming out, but you could see it on his face. That guy aged a lot. Um, Ab uh, Not Obama, sorry. Uh, Bernie... As I said before, it's another rich old white guy, same as Bloomberg. He complains about the 1%, but he's in the 1%. He has three mansions. Uh, I'm not sure if he has a fourth mansion. I might be making that up. And I also think his wife is in trouble for embezzling money for, from a university. So, yeah. Uh, and then we come to the one who is always really going to win the nomination. I think we all knew it. Uh, even before he got into the race, he was the favourite to win. Uh... Always the bit the most popular, and you know, lo and behold, it's another rich old white man, Joe Biden, the habitual hair sniffer. <laughs> uh, yeah, like Biden has a long and storied history of inappropriately touching girls and young women, uh, and you know, throwing the old boy in there for good measure as well. Uh, he's been involved in the biggest presidential wrongdoing since Watergate. He is corrupt. He is a serial liar. He has constantly lied about his civil rights track record, which is actually abysmal. Uh, he was a staunch supporter of mandatory minimum sentencing, for one example. He withheld money from Ukraine until they fired some lawyer for something. I can't remember what the exact story was again, but it's basically what he accused Trump of doing, and they're trying to get Trump impeached on. Uh, so I'm not sure what's going on there. And even his boy, Barack, doesn't really like Joe Biden. I think he, there's a recording of him calling him an arsehole or something like that, or calling him a fucking idiot. Something like that. Um, and he was one of the last people to actually come out and endorse Joe Biden. Biden is the gaff master. He... Actually, just one of my favourite ones was when... I think it was... Um, it was definitely back when uh, when Obama was president, or maybe even just before he became president. And Biden comes out and he's... <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... 
the next president of the United States, Barack America. It's like, oh, come on. And he's even, I think there was another one the other day where he uh, was telling people to vote for Trump and stuff like this. The guy just, yeah, and that all, that, that comes on to the, the, big, the big, big, big issue with Joe Biden is health-wise, this guy is not with it at all. Um, I'm not a doctor, but I have had experience with it. This guy looks like he has onset of Alzheimer's, okay? He doesn't really have a filter. Look at the, um, the you're not black quote, or you ain't black, sorry. Um, yeah, this guy, he doesn't know where he is. He doesn't really know when he is half the time. He says off-the-wall stuff all the time. I don't think he would survive four years, just like Bernie Sanders. Like, Bernie's heart would give out. Joe's mind would just devolve into mush. And, yeah, like, also his pandering about wanting a female VP, which probably might be Kamala Harris. Um, I forgot Amy Klobuchar as well. Yeah, she was never going to stand a chance. It probably says it probably says a lot that I forgot about her. Um, but the fact that he's sort of pandering and wants that female VP just because she's female... Again, it's the same argument that a female should be, a, you know, a woman should be president just because she's a woman. That's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And there's a lot of superlatives here. Everything's the, the most I've ever heard. But that's the world we live in, all right? Get used to it. <laughs> um, I also think having that first female president through default rather than being elected, that's not really how you want to get it done. Um, if you did want to have a female president, why not vote for Joe Jorgensen? Uh, let's call her JJ for short, because Joe Jorgensen is a bit of a mouthful. It actually feels like I've got sort of jam in my mouth when I say it. Anyway, if I lived in a deep blue state, I would probably be voting for Jorgensen. Um, otherwise, you know, I've, uh, see, uh, I don't know where the libertarian took, actually, because... Um, I mean, well, actually, just before I get into that, if I lived in a swing state, I'd definitely be voting Trump. Uh, red state, I mean, my vote probably doesn't really matter, especially if I'm somewhere like, I'm not necessarily Texas, but like Alabama, for example, they're always going to go red. Uh, so don't really have a problem. If I, if, I was in, if I was from Alabama, then I don't really know who I'd be voting for. But if I'm definitely in a blue state, somewhere like California, uh, and I can't stand the Democrats... Why not go Jorgensen, man? Um, now, my issues with the LP really comes from their stance on immigration. Now, I agree with her on reforming the immigration system within the US. Uh, you know, having looked at tra- uh, sort of traveling to the US and having done it before uh, and talking to people who do it quite regularly, it is a complete shit show. I know Trump's done a little bit to uh, streamline it for some countries, uh, including the UK, but... It's still not easy. Like, it's just, uh, it needs streamlining. That said, throwing open the borders, I would argue, is anti libertarian for a start. Um, you know, immigration is fine. It's also, it, I think, it's necessary for workforce and um, even getting the best people in. But open borders is not pragmatic, it ultimately damages the country. Firstly, you cannot guarantee that immigrants arriving have the same or share the same ideals or or beliefs as you. And it's most likely they don't. And I'm talking about 
you know, how they treat their animals, how they treat women, children, their environment, uh, other people around them. Also, the fact you know, whether they're going to assimilate and things like that, that's not really enforced anymore because it's seen as as bigoted for some reason. Um, many immigrants that you see sort of coming across the Rio Grande or coming into Europe aren't skilled, okay? They're unskilled workers. It's essentially cheap labour, or at least in Europe's case, anyway. And I can't remember where I heard this or who, who it was saying it, but it was back in 2016... When Gary Johnson came out and endorsed open borders, and I think it was just an attempt, basically, to appeal to the far left crowd, because uh, it didn't really endure him to most Americans. So, and I think it's a mistake to go after that crowd because they'll die off. But uh, it's giving is like an extreme example, but you have to sort of factor it in. There's nothing stopping a country like China dumping a huge number of immigrants at the border, them all moving in, sort of voting out uh, whoever the incumbent is there, sticking a pro-CCP candidate in there, and it all just going to pot. Um, again, it's an extreme example, but that's entirely possible with, with open borders and with the government that China has. And, 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 this is exactly why Democrats want open borders, Okay. It isn't some heartfelt plea for like, the good of humanity, these poor people, help them to, you know, save them from war. If the Democrats cared about that, they wouldn't be starting the wars in the first place or funding it or, as Obama did, giving drugs to cartel, uh, giving guns to cartel members. Okay, They don't actually care about the immigrants. No, they, wanna, they want them to come into the US because they haven't won the white vote since the 60s, they are losing the Hispanic vote. They are losing the black vote, which is essential for them to keeping power. Okay? As more and more black people wake up to the fact that the Democrats don't actually care about them, the Democrats are screwed. Hence why they're trying to change the electorate. They're trying to import people who are pulled the lever for the Democrats. And they do that by offering, you know, we'll give you free this and free that and free this for illegal aliens and free everything else for illegal aliens. And it's Americans who are paying for it. Okay, they are unaware of the concept of libertarianism. I'm not saying they all want handouts. A lot of them are coming for a better life. But there are many who aren't coming for a better life. They just want the free stuff. Okay, And whether you disagree with that or not, that's how it is. Either way, they're not going to be voting for well, the Republican Party for a start or the Libertarian Party. Changing the electorate is the only reason the Democrats support open borders. And then they pander that... To, pander to the overly emotional block of support that will rally and cry and scream at the sky about evil Donald Trump and his border wall, you know, despite Obama being the one who locked the children in cages and sent the military to the border long before Trump was ever in office. Yeah, it'd be super interesting, actually, to watch what happens between now, uh, how it all unfolds between now and November. I'm not sure what it will be after George Floyd um Hopefully nothing quite as bad. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it's just fucking horrible, that sort of stuff. Um, but I'm sure there'll be something. Prepare for more anti-Trump rhetoric in the media. Even here, like, the BBC barely goes a day without an article blaming Trump for something or accusing him of something uh, or, you know, just the usual Trump derangement syndrome bullshit. Uh 
that said, I still expect him to win comfortably, as I said earlier. Uh, I think he'll absolutely annihilate Joe Biden in the uh, debates if they have them. So I really hope they do have them. I mean, lockdown's a joke now, so give us the debates. I would love to see... Well, I mean, I feel a little bit guilty because, as I said with Joe Biden, he is not with it at all. Um, and it would be really... I don't want to say distasteful, but <laughs> I would feel a little bit sorry for Joe Biden watching him go up against Trump in a, in a live debate. But, you know, unfortunately, Joe Biden decided to run and you know, he's going to have to face the fact that, well, not even for the fact, but he's going to have to face Donald Trump in those uh, in those debates. I look forward to that. Yeah. Actually, just you know, before something I was thinking about earlier, I th- I really think the Democrats are going to shoot uh, are shooting themselves in the foot with this, and people who know me, I always rail against the Democratic Party. I'm not actually anti Democrats. I wouldn't. I would have no problem voting for the Democrats if they were actually a de- I mean, for a start, if I was American, but if they actually had a decent platform or any platform at all, other than we hate Trump and here's some pandering bullshit. Nonsense, and I think they're really shooting themselves, uh, shooting themselves in the foot with this, by supporting the riots, backing things like defunding the police, actually pushing through with defunding the police, uh, in New York, and um, I think Minneapolis just wants to actually disband their police force. It's virtue signaling, excuse me, of the highest order, and it will bite them in the ass come twenty twenty. And maybe even beyond if they don't reform. They need to reform. They need to get rid of the globalists. Also excise the far-left megalomaniacs and the extremists like AOC, Ilan Omar, again, one of the worst people in America right now, Rashida Tlaib, um, whatever the other one's called, Presley. Uh, get rid of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and all those neoliberals. Get rid of Maxine Waters and the other race-baiting racists who exploit their own people for financial gain. Uh, I actually can't stand Maxine Waters. I think she's one of the most despicable human beings uh, alive today, really. Um, perhaps not alive today, though. I mean, there are far worse people than her. But in terms of in politics, she is one of the worst people. I would love to see a Democratic Party that is worth voting for, that it can be progressive, but not to the point of insanity. Um. And he tries to steer clear of left-wing economics. Uh, gets rid of the identity politics platform. It actually just provides an alternative with, I don't know, not saying necessarily go back to the workers' rights or um, like a labour sort of movement, but provide an alternative because Trump is absolutely wiping the floor with you at the moment. People on Twitter in their echo chamber aren't going to see it, but the guy put the guy added was it two and a half million jobs at the end of May, despite the lockdown. Provided the best economy the country's seen, uh, before the lockdown, lowest black unemployment in the history, lowest Hispanic unemployment in history, just adding jobs upon jobs, bringing businesses back to America, um, actually enacting some prison reform. He's got a decent foreign policy, track record. Hasn't started any new wars, unlike um, Obama, who started seven, I think. Um, 
I mean, I disagree with bombing Syria, but it is what it is. Done pretty well with North Korea. I'd like to see a bit more on that. Um, but hopefully when he... I think a lot of it's sort of stalled now because as you're coming into 2020, as you're coming into re-election, you have to focus on that a little bit more. And also, you don't hold as much power within uh, within negotiation because you, know, you're, you might lose your seat. And then, you know, then who are you? You're just some former president. Uh, yeah, like I'm something like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would like to see the Democratic Party reform. They need to because they have just completely lost the plot. Uh, they also comp- they're so divided as well. I mean, like I said, you've got the AOC crowd, you've got your Nancy Pelosi who, she has some semblance of political strategy, but uh, again, she gets caught up in it all. You've got your Maxine Waters who just screams and shouts about racism, makes money off it. And their platform is we hate Donald Trump, evil orange man bad. That's it. Are you really going to vote for that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I know the first few episodes have been re- very America-focused. Um, and it's something I'll continue to do because I, I love American politics personally. Uh, I got really engaged back in 2016 and have continued to be so... Uh, since then, but I will look closer to home. Um, I mean, obviously, I'll, as I said, I'll continue to look at America because I think it's like a canary in the coal mine situation in that whatever happens over there usually happens over here eventually in some form or another. Um, and I also think there's a little bit of... almost like ignorance is bliss in a way because it becomes kind of depressing when it's your own country. <laughs> Uh, but there are things I need to address um, because there's some stupid shit going on right now. Uh, just as an example, like there's someone in the Labour Party who is essentially claiming that the coronavirus is racist. Yeah, uh, there's a lot to get through. Uh, I make my way there and hope you'll hope um, that you'll join me along the way. Um, and I've actually had a few people message me who've listened um, and asked if they want to come on discuss and debate what I've been talking about, uh, give their point of view. Um, and that's what I want. I'd really much rather someone come and debate me, um, offer me a different point of view and us both learn something than me you know, say what I think, um, provide the evidence for it, and then just get screamed at. Um, but yeah, once I figured all that out, um, I st- like, it took me ages to bloody figure out how to do this. So once I figure that out, we'll have some more people on and it won't just be me talking in my monotonous voice. I'm a little bit bunged up today as well, so my voice is all over the place. Uh, so sorry for the um, the terrible audio, but I hope you're all staying safe and I'll catch you next time. Cheers.